0: You are listening to The Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, an Advantage Healthcare Services Mental Health Matters series. A show highlighting the vision and mission of Advantage Healthcare Services, creating innovative, integrative solutions for a healthier California and healthier communities. Now here's your host, author, speaker, patient advocate, director of clinical pharmacy at Advantage Healthcare Services, and your conscious pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. This is
1: Michelle Sherman. Director of Clinical Pharmacy for Advantage Healthcare Services and the host of the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. Welcome to an episode of our Mental Health Matters series. I am thrilled today to have a clinical team on the show with us, somebody who, a team that we work very closely with um, at Advantage Healthcare Services, the team from Pacific Neuropsychiatric Specialists, PNS, with us today. We have the CEO and CMO, Dr. Alejandro Alva, Sheena Patel, who's a physician's assistant and supervisor of provider services, and two physicians' assistants who see the psychiatric patients at the, at the entity, Alex Mulay and Brandon Stutz. We also have the CEO of Advantage Healthcare Services, Neville Javieri, on the show today. So I'm really looking forward. To this lively chat and um, our po- our podcast today, Be- I have a few questions. But before I'll get started, I when when I first came into one of the PS, PNS offices, the one in Mission Viejo, the thing that hit me right away, right off the bat, was the sign that you have right across the front of the 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 office that says that. Because not all wounds are visible, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And, I, and and was the most impactful thing as I walked into your office. And then just the way your offices are laid out and how calming and just what a, a good feeling it gave me just to be there. I felt like if I was coming in as a patient who was in dire need and, and in distress, it would just automatically make me feel better, especially seeing... Because not all wounds are visible. So I want to welcome you all to the show and um, you know, thanks for being here. Um, Dr. Elva, Sheena, Brandon, Neville, and Alex, thanks for being on the show. So as, as we go um, into this episode, you know, what do you guys think? What was the impact of COVID-19 on your practice and the impact that the pandemic had on your patients?
2: So, right, I, I'll I, Dr. Ray, do you want to start or should I start?
3: Well, you know, here, here's the situation. Uh, COVID-19 was a historical anomaly. And, you know, it was a very, very scary period of time in which if we look back, you know, they say that hindsight is twenty twenty, but nobody really knew what was going on. We didn't know. The patients didn't know. The CDC incredibly enough, uh, had very little information as well. As a consequence of that, you know, we were all running scared. Patients were scared. We were scared. Everybody was scared because we literally were fearing for our lives. And the consequence of that was that, you know, patients became panicky. They became anxious. And the volume of visits and the volume of calls and the volume of patients that we service uh, just increase uh, tremendously. So what ended up happening was that we had initially began a journey into telemedicine, thankfully, prior to COVID and after COVID hit, we were able to take care of those folks via telemedicine. So that uh, opened up a number of different possibilities, not only for us as providers or for the practice itself, but also for the patients to be seen in the perceived safety of their own homes.
1: No, you 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 make a great point. Um, you know about the the terror of that pandemic, that being a once in a lifetime like anomaly, and how terrified we all were, and especially like our our, our patients and. You know, when you when you mentioned that growth into telehealth that you'd already been doing, you know, one of the things that was noticeable to me through the the whole pandemic when we were all locked in our own houses was how the 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 care that you provided to your patients and then the services they received from Advantage never ever wavered. The patients were still seen by you via telehealth. The, they were still had access to their prescriptions. So even though the world literally came to a dead stop, their care was able to continue. Um, Sheena, Brandon, Alex, did you want to add anything?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think before we were seeing um, maybe a little bit more social anxiety, of course, when you're hibernating in your high house and isolating, that part disappeared, but it became more generalized anxiety. <clears throat> Um, OCD people had specific phobias of getting covid and they didn't know you know automatic it was a death sentence because we didn't know any better so just being able to treat our patients via telehealth and not having any pauses in their in their treatment and also like accommodating all the new patients that we were getting at the same time I mean I know specific patients that were just scared to even go to the pharmacy to pick up medication so the delivery service helped tremendously because they that that fear was taken away. Um, even the patients that didn't use Advantage switched to Advantage at that time because they wanted to make sure that they would be able to get their medications, and and it was just a service that became now the norm now because they all want it. They all have gotten used to that service. No, it's it's it is it's it's incredible how how we had to
1: adapt, and I think you know one of the things you know that. Was highlighted for me was, you know, we'd been focusing, obviously, all of us on mental health prior to 2020, but I think the COVID 19 pandemic really brought mental health care to the forefront and made it more commonplace. <clears throat> and and really, I think all of us strive every day to really de-stig- destigmatize getting help for mental health. Um, you know, challenges and issues, and, you know, make it for the patient so that they don't have to like think, oh, I can't do that, or I can't make an appointment at this place and go do that. What will people think of me? Because, you know, people are going to think there's something wrong with me seeking this type of health uh, care.
4: Oh, I was just no, going to go ahead, ahead. And, and, and chime in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a big change that we really started to see um, during that time was either a significant worsening of some already underlying conditions or people who maybe didn't have as serious of mental health issues, but this was the tipping point, you know, something that kind of led them to the point that they needed to go and start like seeking out help. You know, they had been able to manage on their own with coping skills, exercise, just kind of getting by. But when you have all of the the fear and the isolation, the, um, you know, being stuck inside all the time, they just couldn't really take it anymore. And it's something that has now, as things have improved, although COVID is still around, um, some of those issues and the anxieties that were worsened or brought forth during the COVID pandemic have now persisted through to today. Still, I have patients that I've seen within the past week who have come in with the same story of they've been doing all right, but then once COVID hits and they were stuck inside, they have a severe worsening of their symptoms. And to this day, you know, years later, are still struggling. You know, they've been stuck inside and have this fear of going out, being around other people, potentially being exposed to pathogens, diseases, things that might be out there. And um, it's something that. I don't know, a lot of people are really struggling with and having a hard time getting past.
1: Yeah, I think it really manifested, you know, underlying like fears and concerns to when, I mean, none of us in our lifetimes have ever been through such a thing. And, you you know, for, for many, we were fortunate enough to be locked in our homes with somebody, but so many were not that fortunate to be locked in their homes alone and I think that that really devastated a lot of people and you know made a lot of these you know challenges manifest themselves. So how how do we take these challenges that our patients have, you know, coming into care and seeking help and you know moving it along to make the greater community realize that you know there is no stigma to try to get you know, help when you need it and to let our communities know that it's out there.
5: I can follow up to maybe that question, Michelle. Um, I want to ask the team, do you guys believe that the modality of telehealth has somewhat um, helped in in kind of breaking down the barrier of patients that were maybe reluctant to, to receive care or go on site to, you know, see a provider? Do you believe that telehealth has somewhat kind of, reduce that anxiety?
3: Want to take that in, was... sure.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it absolutely has. Um, I think that patients, um, you know, there's a concern that someone's going to go out in public, and they're going to be seen. So that stigma is there, that stigma shouldn't really be there. Um, and it's challenging to break that down. And some patients, you know, if they feel like they're going to go to the the office to be seen, you know, for their first visit, um, you know, they're, they're scared. I'm going to be in public. I'm going to go see the psychiatrist in public. That's something that they may have a fear about telehealth allows them to do that in the safety of their own home. And once they have their first visit, a lot of times they realize, Hey, this is something I should have been doing a long time ago. Um, and it gives them an opportunity to actually kind of dip their foot in and see, okay, this, this meeting, um, you know, was helpful and I gained something out of it. And, you know, the psychiatrist, isn't this big, bad, mean person. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, we're here to help them. And, uh, you know, I think that that stigma has kind of been around for a long time, probably just due to, um, you know, in the past, obviously, people, um, the dark history behind psychiatry, you know, the, the the asylums that where they used to keep people and that kind of stuff, you know, that that doesn't go on. And some of the stigma that's associated with that, um, you know, a lot of it, I think, is just misrepresented, Um there's a lot of there's a lot of treatment modalities that we use, um, including, you know, like supportive therapy while we're talking to patients. Um, there's newer things out like TMS. Uh, Spravato is another one for treatment resistant depression. These things are constantly being studied and there's science behind them. And, and uh, you know, people um, need to need to be, uh, I think, educated on that and they need to um, be proactive in their care. Um, And I think that the telehealth kind of gets them that first step kind of first exposure to that. And then, you know, obviously, you know, our job is to, to make sure they're feeling comfortable in general and and to get them to come into the office eventually, because telemed is great. But, um, you know, another side and not to drag on too long here, but another side of uh, an issue with telemed is that what I noticed um, at the beginning of the pandemic was that, uh, you know, patients were actually not seeing their primary care doctor's as frequently. And um, we typically follow up with patients a bit more frequently than primary care does. Um, And, you know, it also has to do with, I think them just, there's a lot of patients that need to get into the primary care doctor. And, you know, if we're focused on mental health, we can follow up with them. Um, And we were able to kind of pinpoint issues, like if we needed to get labs or something like that, and and their hemoglobin A1C was elevated, you know, refer them back to the, the primary care doctor and get them, you know, involved in that type of care that they need. But, um, yeah, to, to answer that initial question, I think that the telehealth, um, I think it definitely has a role. Um, and I think that, um, you know, I think both sides of it, there are important in Madison.
2: I think also when you're doing telehealth, um, they're a lot more comfortable being at home, right. They're in their mm-hmm. own environment. They're more open to talking to you when, because they've never met you before. So when they're sitting on their couch with their phone or their, their computer in front of them, you kind of get to see what kind of element they live in. And we might not be able to read their body language as much as if they were in the office with us, but Mm -hmm. the patient themselves at the beginning are more comfortable and more open to telling us exactly how they feel versus when they come into the office, being nervous and scared of meeting us for the first time.
3: There's another whole aspect to this whole thing you know and again getting back to your original question Michelle I think that there were a lot of courageous people out there that did their job and they did it well you know we're very grateful for Advantage in the sense that they were able to deliver when a lot of the more traditional pharmacies were not equipped or ready to deal with something like this and I'm sure Neville that you ran into this situation where you delivered a medication and you know the patients told you leave it outside, and then they sprayed alcohol and kerosene and put a match mm-hmm. to it before they opened it, right? I mean that was the level of fear. One of the things that we did at uh, PNS was give people the option. You know we worked together. We know that we had a clean environment. Everybody had their own little nichey places, and uh, people had the option to work from home or work from the office, and everybody. Every one of the clinicians, with the exception of one particular one who happened to be pregnant at the time, chose to go to the office. And that takes courage. That takes dedication. That takes, you know, a lot of caring for the patients that we service. So I think that, you know, an important thing that came out of this pandemic was the fact that we created relationships, synergisms, and uh, I think that these are long-lasting relationships where, you know, we provide care, advantage provided the avenue by which that care could be delivered to the patient in the safety of their own home. And, you know, I think that right now we're seeing a continuation of that. Believe it or not, even nowadays, we're still seeing patients that come into the office and they're afraid and they're masked and gloved and they have a hazmat suit on, you know, and as much as we try to reassure them and tell them, look, you know, this is something that you're going to have to live with from now and for the rest of your existence. You know, I think that there is an, a number of people out there that create uh, uh, a certain set of misinformation where people still um, are fearful of coming to the office. You know, to, to the point that Alex made, I, I believe that patients should be seen physically, but again, you know, we go with whatever level of comfort they have. You know, and Sheena mentioned, you know, they're, they're comfortable doing whatever they do. I have people call me from Walmart, which always makes me smile, right? So they're out there shopping and they're doing their <laughs> psychiatric visit, and, and that's okay, you know, as long as they're stable, as long as they're comfortable, you know, we certainly don't have any problems with that. They have their little phone and I go, where are you? You're pushing a shopping cart. Yeah, I'm at Walmart. Okay, good for you, right? They're able to multitask. So, you know, it's a brand new world, and I think it has changed because of COVID, but I think it has changed because of the courage and because of the fact that people have a heart for what we all do.
1: Oh, you make a, a a great point, and uh, I think the landscape has has changed, like you said, you know, for, forever. Um, u- utilizing telehealth and using those modalities and our patients being able to multitask with their physician's visit and... Shopping at the same time and things like that—it, it, it—it it, it really impacts, you know, all of us. Um, you know, Alex, you mentioned a good point um, with regards to seeing the patients who weren't able to see their PCPs and weren't able to see other providers, and you know that really brings up the point of looking at the whole person when we take care of them, like you, you guys do at a psychiatric visit. Um, the work that we guys do with you through our clinical programs, our MTM and our medRs and things like that, you know, working with all their meds and checking for drug drug interactions and possible potential you know side effects and any any things like that, and working with their providers to um, you know h- hook them up to their TCPs and letting you guys know how how has that team effort of the core pharmacy services, but clinical pharmacy services that we provide? helped you guys in working with your patients? And how does it make a difference for your patients?
2: So I think it's helped my patients um, a lot. Our patients, unfortunately, I mean, not even patients. Most people don't know the names of all their medications, their doses they're prepared to talk to us about their psychiatric medication. So when I ask them, Hey, are you on any high blood pressure medication or anything else? They're like, yeah, I'm on something, but I don't recall the name, you know? So our, our visit continues. And then when they do the MTM service that you guys offer, it's wonderful because I get the report back that says, hey, they're actually on all of these other medications. If there is an interaction, you let me know. I might need to make a change. They go and get monitored from their primary care if necessary. There's a lot of information that's extracted um, from MTM that we're not able to get that we do need. Um, So overall, it helps the whole person care.
1: Thank you. so before before we conclude, I wanted to go around and you know just have you know each person have an opportunity to talk about you know what the vision is for for PNS and where you see us taking our patient care and mental health care going forward into the future after this pandemic. Dr. Alva, do you want it, Would you like to go first?
3: Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. You know we. Um, We have grown exponentially and, you know, we had a plan and a vision with regards to the growth of the company. However, you know, COVID actually propelled us into the forefront because we were ready for it, you know, unwillingly, if if you would, but we were ready for it because we were already working in telemedicine. We had a platform and our clinicians were trained on how to handle telemedicine. So, when the pandemic hit, it actually uh, opened up the floodgates for that to occur. And thankfully, we were again ready for that. The future is, is interesting. I believe that we will continue to grow. But the focus of what we do at PNS is to be uh, kind of one place to have all your, all your goodies on. And by that I mean that uh, we want to address the individual as a whole. You know, we're not only dealing with the brain or the mind; we are dealing with a lot of different aspects of their care. We are actually now implementing lab work in all of our offices. We are taking vitals in all of our offices. We do, you know, depending on the setting, physical exams. We do, of course, the mental status examinations. We do the medication management, we do TMS, we do vagal nerve stimulation, we do clinical research, looking at the newer medications that are coming down the pike. You know, we're looking at, as Alex mentioned, other treatment modalities, including ketamine, and uh, we're working now on uh, other medications via the clinical research like psilocycin. So we want to create an environment where we can refer to the primary care doctor, the patients that need to be seen by primary care. And we oftentimes refer to specialty care or their patients because they're not really being seen. So we want to create a, an environment where the patient comes in, they feel welcome, they feel at home. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. We try to make it so that they're, you know, when they walk in the door, every office is similar and they feel care for they feel important so the future will tell but i believe that the more that we do this approach where we're encompassing more different and multiple modalities better care is going to be provided and that will help us speed up our growth
2: thank you sheena i think along with everything dr alva said i think a lot I personally would want to be more about patient awareness and and keep growing that mental health awareness that that we started, um, but just even more so. so just normalizing mental health and psychiatry and getting help and and being available to help those people that haven't gotten help for so many years. Great, Brandon.
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited, not uh, only for the growth uh, potential here with PNS, but just kind of within the whole realm of psychiatry and mental health, just because it's still such a developing field. Kind of touching on some of the other treatment modalities, there's, you know, every year's new medications coming out with different, you know, mechanisms of action, different types of treatment modalities that can be used, some that can be more effective or safer for our patients. You know, we're in an exciting time where we continue to uh, have access to treatments and modalities that are just better and better, you know, for our patients. I think that paired together with the increased awareness and um, kind of acceptability or, you know, not having as much of a stigma associated with mental health, you know, really puts us in a really good place uh, to continue to grow as a practice, as practitioners, um, and gives us, you know, a lot of opportunity to help those in our community who are in need.
1: Thank you. Alex?
4: Yeah.
6: So, I mean, they kind of said it all, uh, you know, I think the awareness is, a, is a, an important thing. Um, I think it's probably the most important thing. Um, but in terms of, you know, providing care to a patient, you know, obviously we want to be, uh, implementing the, the newest treatment modalities. Uh, we want to be up with research. So that's something that, you know, when I came to PNS, that was something Dr. Alva had been heavily involved with, since the beginning. Um, And in terms of the awareness, just to kind of dive into that just a little bit more, I think it's important that patients um, kind of have the ability to take control of their own mental health and to take control of, of managing their own mental health. And I think telemedicine really provides an avenue for that because it provides accessibility in situations where patients are not, you know, may not be as able to. So that, that strengthens the whole awareness um, that, the, that they're talking about. And it helps us as providers because it gives us an opportunity to um, work, you know, as, as a teammate really with, with the patient, um, because that's what we are. And um, we have to, you know, in order for, for the whole thing to work, you know, if a patient's not taking their medications or they're not implementing the, the coping uh, techniques or they're not exercising or, you know, go down the list. Um, it's not going to work because we can't be watching them 24 seven. So that awareness is really important. And um, I think the patient's kind of taking some of that control back is, is really important as well.
1: Thank you. Neville.
5: I just wanted to say, I think that the commitment, the, the commitment that we have to serving our patient, I think is always put at the forefront of what we do. And that's why we value the relationship that we have with PNS because no matter what happens we're, we're gonna we're committed to finding a solution and whether that means redoing our protocols and implementing new processes and procedures we're always looking to kind of enhance our services um, and and kind of work with partners that are thinking ahead thinking for the future you know utilizing new modalities and, and as they become available and and doing more clinical research so um, we're looking forward to, you know, continuing to grow with with PNS and, and developing our relationship and collaborating in the future, uh, more so than we are now as well.
1: Great, thank you. Well, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to be on our show, and we look forward to continued growth, continued collaboration, like into the future. So, thank you all for being on the show, and we'll see you all soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Mental Health Matters series on Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website, advantagehealthcareservices.com and Consulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or ratings on iTunes remember mental health matters and as was said in a proverb just when a caterpillar thought the world was ending he turned into a butterfly the conscious pharmacist podcast is a production of Mish RX pharmacist consulting services and Advantage Healthcare services.